To a growing boy, there are some emotions you can take in your stride. Love, anger, but fear can play havoc with your little imagination. And that's our story tonight on Leave It to Beaver. Louise It to Beaver. Starring Louise Gaspin and John Richardson as the co-host. Hey, hey, boys and girls. It's me, Louise. And you're listening to Louise It to Beaver. Also with me, my co-host... It's me, John. Hey, what hey. is up, everybody? How's it going? <laughs> it's going all right. Uh, it's nice to see you. It's good to see you. We're I'm recording this on a Sunday. Very excited about it. <laughs> I am. Uh, so sh- just a heads up to all you listeners out there. Uh, Louise and I happen to both be watching... The this episode of Leave It to Beaver that we're going to be talking about uh, at the same time on our different coasts. And Louise texted me. She was 11 minutes in. I was about 15 minutes in. And let's just say Louise and I had different opinions on this episode. And I said, save it for the podcast. You did say save it. And I did. It's been saved. So for all of our first time listeners, this Welcome. is... Welcome. Thank you for tuning in. This is the podcast where two people who have never really seen Leave It to Beaver see Leave It to Beaver and put our critical thinking caps on and, uh, you know, you know, and just kind of like look at it from a 2017 to 60 years later perspective. Here, 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 here. Uh, And we... Uh, this episode, we're talking about the episode New Neighbors. Season one, episode five. That's right. Uh, Do we know when we, this one aired? This one aired on November 1st, 1957. Interesting. Yeah, Can I so jump right in? Well, we like to start off by doing TV Guide versus Louise and John. Okay. Did you get the TV Guide I synopsis? sure did. Okay. Oh, yeah. TV Guide says, Beaver assumes that a married woman has designs on him. (laughs) Is that all it says? That's it. Okay. Uh, Do you have a synopsis? I do. What's yours? If Eddie hadn't have been around being a creep, none of it would have gone down this way. I have a feeling that a lot of these episodes will have that same synopsis. Just going the ahead and say The same Louise synopsis. Yeah, the same Louise synopsis. Uh, mine is, because kids are mean, Beaver thinks the new neighbor has the hots for him, and her husband will murder him as a result. Whoa, yours is the best one. Well, yours def- just, like, cuts right down to the, the heart of matters. Yes. And, and mine is like, let's keep, let's get the audience tuning in here. Taking murder. a step back with a broader scope. <laughs> to reel them in. So, yeah, this episode is about uh, new neighbors moving in next to the Cleavers in who knows where America. And uh, of which, by the way, there were like two different clues, two different like a clue clues. alert. So, OK, what we discussed on the last episode is that 
Mayfield, the town where the Cleavers live, uh, it's not supposed to take place in any one particular place in America. It could be anywhere. And in parallel the, universes. Could be parallel universes. So the uh, creators of the show, Joe Connolly and Bob Mosher, uh, who uh, have written most of the first season, uh, drop in hints or at least little like roadblocks to mess you up, to get you thinking that you're somewhere where you're not. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about there were like two clues that completely contradict each other. Seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah, this this episode, uh, Louise, we should just go ahead and voice our opinions unless yours has changed after the 11 minute mark. Here, here's what I'm going to say about okay. this. I think that the way in which I watched it required a rewatch after dinner because I started watching this last summer when we decided to do the pod while I oh was God. sleeping over at the nanny job that I have. And I was like, this is great. And then on the rewatch, I thought, well, I've already seen this one. I should start, stop it and take notes, which uh -huh. is not normally how I do it when I'm about to prep for the pod. Normally, I like watch it all the way through and then start, stop to take notes on things that I can't remember. And this particular time, I thought I I've already seen it. So I don't need a refresher. And it turns out I probably did need a refresher because the mm. start stop was requiring like a big old break after 11 minutes. And after dinner, I will say I was much more receptive to things. Got it. And my opinion overall has not changed <sighs> in terms of uh, the enjoyability of this episode. But I think that's just kind of a style of TV that I have. Hmm, okay. I am not a House of Cards kind of gal. I am a West Wing kind of gal. Okay. Even if people are not great at their jobs and they're trying their best, I'm into it. If people are jerks, I don't like it. Okay. And that's Ooh. like. You're going to have I problems. This I know. Is the, this is the first episode with Eddie Haskell in it, who is yes. so notorious as a uh, up to no good kid who puts on a face for adults that the name Eddie Haskell has become its own thing. Somebody is an Eddie Haskell. Haskell the rascal. That's yeah, that's right. So that's right. I, I have a feeling that you're going to either get used to the way that Eddie Haskell is, or you're going to continue to have problems with Eddie Haskell heavy episodes. Yeah. I, I do want to point out a few things about, last episode leading into this episode. Yes. Last episode, we were at a Christmas pageant leading yes. up to it. There were no holiday decorations, nothing. All of a sudden, next episode, regular. We don't get a Christmas episode. We don't get any mention of it. A clue about Mayfield. There's no snow. The boys are not, you know, having a snow day from school and going sledding. People it's like aren't wearing jackets outside. Coats, no. So... I don't know what order this is going in. Also, and I'll just mention it now instead of later, perhaps I need to go ref ref refresh myself on notes or rewatch an episode or two. But for some reason, in my mind, I had committed to the fact that Wally was 13 mm -hmm. 
I think it was based on the episode where we meet Fred Rutherford. Okay. Um, Cause he shows him a picture of his son and he goes oh, kind of yeah. small for whatever. 15. And he goes, he's 13. Yeah. And then that made me for whatever reason, commit to the fact that the beaver was eight. Right. And he says that he's seven in this. And right? in this episode, he says, I'm only seven. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Time and space are just suspended. Right. Well, in the first scene, I think it is reestablished that Wally is probably, in fact, 13. Because I. Uh, OK, so. I'm just going to start breaking down the episode. Yeah, let's go uh, all we, the way we back. We start off very briefly outside. We see a moving truck and Ward is kind of like shaking hands with some guy and walks into the house and June is like watching it, eagle-eyed, like taking stock of everything going on. And she accuses Ward of contriving to meet the new neighbors. Mm-hmm. Love the use of that word as is, as if like everybody knows Everybody uses that word. June is on fire this episode. She really is. She really is. She's my favorite thing. So she's like grilling Ward about the new neighbors and he like, he gives, he spouts off some information and June's like, uh, no, you got that all wrong. Here's the real information. And she already knows like everything. Yes. She is a coy ninja and Ward is like a loaf. He's like, blah, blah, blah about this guy. I think he does this. And she's yeah, like, like, Mr. Dawson is a broker. And she's like, no, it's Donaldson. And he's a da, 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 da. And also his wife is friends with so-and-so and they just moved from this place and all of these things that I'm telling you about details. And Ward goes, you know, where'd you learn all those details? And she says, oh, I didn't get the details yet. Yeah, I know. That oh, was great. Gold. So, Uh, One thing that you are skipping over is that she mentions that they came from Binghamton. And unless there's another Binghamton, I'm assuming she means Binghamton, New York. And I feel like if you're talking about a place that's close to where you are, you don't have to specify New York. But if you're like in New Mexico, you might have to specify Binghamton, New York. Right. So So I feel like that's them making us be like, ooh, are they somewhere near New York? Right. I yeah. also want to say, bum, ba, da, ba, 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 June's, June's first look, first look <laughs> is alert, 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 first repeat. No way. Yes. June first wore this look in season one, episode one. It was her third and fourth look. In the <sighs> first episode, she has this wool jacket on when they go to look for the beeve who has uh-huh. mysteriously disappeared. And there's this floof collar only to reveal that in her fourth look, she has taken off the jacket. I, I first identified it as a scarf, but later it was just the floof bow of her, of her dress. And it is a checked three quarter length sleeved belted shirt dress with a tie collar bow. She also has earrings, arm candy and a signature strand of pearls. In the first episode, she's covered it with a jacket in the third look. And in the fourth look has added a dark kitchen apron. But (laughs) I really thought it was going to take us a lot longer. Well, here's what we don't know. And this is where I will also ask you what your guess is about the color. Because maybe she has two in two similar but different colors. Interesting. Like a navy blue and then a black. 
Yeah, I was going to say this one is sort of like in my brain, a dusty pink, like Ooh. not necessarily a coral or a salmon, but definitely not a baby pink. So Somewhere kind of like millennial middle. pink. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so thank you for mentioning June's first look. Always an exciting moment in the show. Always, always. So uh, that's also when uh, I think Ward is like, hey, where are the boys? And June is like, oh, Wally's upstairs with his friend Eddie Haskell. And oh, uh, and Ward says, seems like a nice kid. Yeah, he's like, seems like a, or she's like um, such and such Haskell's boy. He's like, oh, yeah, Eddie Haskell seems like a nice kid. And she says, I just don't trust a 13 year old boy that that's that's that polite. She's she's on fire. She she's knows. got it together. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's just a total brown noser who, you know, every time he'll see a grown up is just like, you look great today. And gee, thank you so much for having me over. And then like behind closed doors, he's a total snake. Yeah. And here's what I'm going to say. And I thought I would mention it later, but now I'm thinking about it. I don't know what it is about him exactly that I just he makes my skin crawl. And I think it's that his face is so narrow and his eyebrows are so thin. He does have that kind of face that you just don't trust. Yeah. What an unfortunate face. (laughs) <laughs> so, <laughs> but I also wanted to point out before we move on, uh-huh. um, that the episode starts with Ward going outside to get the newspaper and that's uh-huh. like why he meets the neighbor. He's like, Oh, I was just going outside to get the newspaper. And I was like, what time is it? Like pretty early, right? Cause the newspaper is still outside. And cause he asks June, um, if the boys have had their breakfast, but in, I'm not sure if it was the pilot episode, the unaired pilot or the first episode. I think it's the unaired pilot where he's like in his bathrobe and he's like 11 o'clock and somebody's come over and he's like, you know, I need to be sleeping or whatever. And I was like, it's like 1130 in the morning and he's like, there's a knock at the door and he's like, who is this at this crazy early hour? hour. (laughs) And you're like, it's a reasonable time word. But I wanted to point it out because I have a comment later in the episode. So we are in agreement that like it's post breakfast on a Saturday morning. I so I love the idea that, um, that it's something that's just unspoken. That's a com. That's just a thread through the entire series. That Ward just like sleeps really late, and that <laughs> no one ever talks about it, and no one is ever just like, "You should probably wake up earlier because you're missing a large portion of the day." Eddie Haskell's already here. Like, he's already here. He's already here. He's already been here. <laughs> so. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, so then we go upstairs and Wally Beaver and Eddie are spying on the neighbors moving in. And oh, um, another thing, sorry about earlier. It has to be pretty early in the day, though, because I feel like most of this episode takes place all in the same day. Yes. Yeah. So. Which is probably why June's look doesn't change very often. Right. That was one of my complaints yesterday, 11 minutes in. And I was like, well, we're 11 minutes in and we've only got one look. <laughs> Why isn't June changing her clothes? Oh, and then just quickly, uh, I really like this episode because it had the things that the last episode, the haircut had that I really wanted. 
And it just, this episode just felt a lot better to me. And you know what I mean? speaking of the last episode oh, and this episode, the beef's hair is miraculously back. <laughs> well, it's been one week and that's how long it takes for hair to fully grow back. For sure. For sure. <laughs> As we've established. All right. So uh, the boys We're are all upstairs. Up, upstairs spying on the neighbors moving in. They have this crazy periscope. Oh, it's super primitive. It looks like a Tetris piece. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like a giant <laughs> like Z, but like a, a narrow Z. I don't know. And uh, uh, they're, they're peeking out the window, spying on the neighbors. And uh, Eddie's just like, the neighbors have nothing but junk. <laughs> He's unimpressed with the things that the neighbors have. He uh, is. Th- also, the first thing I noticed is the very first thing, like, Rascal Haskell says is a threat to the beef. The very oh, first thing say? out of his mouth, he threatens to slug him. He's like, mm. "Get off of me, or I'll slug you." Yeah, he's a jerk. He, ah, uh, he's a total jerk. Uh, actually, I even have in my notes: Eddie is a jerk to Beaver. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the the neighbors are nothing but junk. I believe that they are car- the movers are carrying in like a rowing machine, and it's like, eh, all right. Interested oh, in wait. fitness? I'm glad that you bring this up. Um, so this is in my head, like one of the reasons why I thought like, ugh, this episode. What terrible writing. He says, hey, Wally, like, look, it's a boat Half without a, boat. a bottom. Yeah. It's a boat without a bottom. And and then Wally's like, nah, Beave, it's a rowing machine. Okay, so then we get a camera cut to what it actually looks like through the periscope and the, the outside of the screen is sort yeah. of like got a filter on it so that you know you're looking through the periscope. First of all, I would never look at that rowing machine and think, it's the it's a bottomless boat. Like it looks <laughs> nothing like what a boat without a bottom would look like. That's it looks true. like um it, it looks, looks like, like an, an ironing board. I was just going to say it looks like an ironing board with like a with a factory <laughs> lever. Yeah. <laughs> or something. I was like this is terrible writing. Yeah, uh not Joe and Bob's finest work. Either that or the director, we didn't need to see what your interpretation of a bottomless boat would be. Just yeah. say the beef says it. Don't cut to the picture of right. it. I don't know. Yeah. So uh. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Eddie is just like he says that the neighbors are creepy because they don't have fun stuff or like pets or or right, right, right. Oh, kids. They meant. Wait, didn't they mention that they they might have seen some sort of like bird or something? Some pet like oh, bird? maybe, maybe. Yeah, but like no fun pets, rather. No dogs or cats or anything. Right. Um, So then uh, June calls down Wally, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Wally and Eddie come down and Eddie's being a total brown noser. And June wants Wally to bring flowers over to the new neighbors. Oh, I just want to cut in real quick. Yeah. Uh Rascal Haskell compliments her dress and the shade that she throws when she's just like, <laughs> thank you, is so brilliant. Did you Ugh. grab, did you just get a screen grab of that? I sure did. Okay, good. Um, yeah, by the way, uh, if you're curious to see a lot of the things that we're talking about, uh, first of all, you can watch the episode 
If you go to archive.org and type in Leave it to Beaver, you can find it there. Or if you just want to see this, the uh, the images, the screen grabs, you can go to louiseitobeaver.com and they're all going to be right there. Uh, or some podcast players do show uh, basically what's on louiseitobeaver.com. So you'll be able to see them there. Like Overcast does that, which is really neat. Right. I was going to say the one that I have shows them in the episode breakdown. Yeah, which I really like. Me too. Um, so, yeah, I... Uh, she wants Wally to bring flowers to the new neighbors, but Wally is like, I think he just says like, oh, but Eddie, Eddie's over. Yeah, I have a friend over. You have a friend over. So Whatever. Beaver offers uh, to do it instead. He's wonderful. I In this episode, he is a delight. I You know, and he's adorable. I love him. Ugh. Yeah, he's doing great. Uh, also, in this episode, I want to give props to Ward. For not... Threatening child abuse? For not threatening child abuse. He uh, listens to his son and he respects his wishes, which we'll get to later. Yeah. He is actually like a good dad in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So way to go, Ward. Um, Yeah. So uh, June tells Beaver to bring them to the neighbor and to to not drop them. So cute. uh, Oh, just going back a little bit. Uh, when Beaver's talking to Wally and Eddie, they're talking about how like, oh, they probably won't let you even cross through their yard because they're like planting flowers and stuff. So that was like their big concern is that they wouldn't be able to like skip through the yard. Or cut, cut. Yeah, I don't know. Shortcut, something. Yeah, it's like, how lazy are you? It's like five extra steps anyway. So. Wait, can we go back one second? Yeah, sure. Two. I, I forgot to mention, and I was just looking at the screen grabs that I had emailed to us. Um, <laughs> he says after he's like, uh, ah, your neighbors are creeps. They don't have like, you know, pets or whatever. Haskell Rascal jerk says like, are you kidding? He's got like a rowing machine. So he's going to have like muscles out oh, to yeah. here. And if you cut through his yard. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And does like a... The slip the neck thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey, before we go any further, there's something that I feel like we need to talk about. Please. Did did you know that... um, Okay, for our listeners, uh, Louise and I met at uh, the University of Hartford uh, in 2001. It was our first day of, of college. And the way that the dorm system is there is it's like... They call them like suites, but you know, it's just like each floor or each like section has like four different dorm rooms and then there's a common area. Anyway, uh, in the dorm that I was in across the hall in the same suite was this really slimy guy who happened to play Eddie Haskell in the Leave it to Beaver movie. My God. Did you know this? I mean, I feel like you had told me this post-college uh-huh. and then I forgot about it completely. Yeah. So if anybody's familiar with the Leave it to Beaver movie that was made in the 90s, uh, Eddie Haskell was played by this like jerk that I went to college with. Surprise, surprise. And if you're listening, I'm sure you've turned out to be a decent guy. <laughs> um, yeah. So... But yeah, when you were 18, you were kind of a jerk. So uh, yeah, Beaver is walking the flowers over 
and um, Wally and Eddie are continuing to spy on him with the periscope. Mm-hmm. And then we meet Mrs. Wait, Donald. Time out. Oh. I, while they're up there spying, Eddie has another creep moment. And I put it in my notes that was like, uh, Eddie creep. What he he say? says to Wally, boy, am I glad I don't have a kid brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Wally's like, he's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Man, like Creep this is city. You can you can see Wally like turning in this episode. It's like he's tempted by the dark side. He is <laughs> a little. Yeah. So. Um, so we meet. Yeah, we meet Mrs. Donaldson, who is. Pardon my saying this, but a total smoke show. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and she is played by Phyllis Coates, who played Lois Lane in The Adventures of Superman, the television series. Mm-hmm. And she also I thought appeared. She looked familiar. And she appeared on the 90s show Lois and Clark as Ellen Lane, Lois's mom. Ah. Uh, so great. God, yeah. everybody was on this show. It's true. And she she's great. I mean, she um She's definitely, she played, this is, she was the right casting choice for this part. Yeah. Yeah. And I also was going to say, if this one's called New Neighbors, I hope there's other episodes where we get to talk to the the Cleaver's neighbors. Like Mm. there's other episodes that we've watched, you know, one through five, where they're talking about their pet turtle and their pet fish that we never see again. And then in an episode, Mm. they get a puppy that we never see again. I hope that we see the neighbors. (laughs) We will see. Uh, all I know is that on the IMDb listing for the Donaldsons, uh, it only mentions this episode. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Um, but that, who knows? Who knows? So, uh, so Beaver comes over and introduces himself, says, I'm Theodore. My friends call me Beaver. And she was like, well, can I be your friend? I'd like to call you Beaver or something like that. Yeah. And uh he gives her the flowers and he's like, welcome. We're glad you're our neighbors and don't drop these because oh, that's what I know. His so mom cute. said so yeah. cute. God. So, <laughs> so Mrs. Donaldson gives him a kiss on the cheek. What? What? That came out of nowhere. First of all, too, I want to like quick take a step back. Yeah. He says like, my friends call me Beaver. And she goes, well, I'd like to be your friend. Yeah. Can I call you Beaver? And he says, do you let friends cut across your lawn? Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) He really like gets he's got the one track mind. He's like, all right, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. But man, all I can think about is cutting through that lawn. (laughs) Mm, That sweet, sweet lawn. Yeah. 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 So she gives him a little smooch on the cheek. And it and, creeps him out. He's nervous because of Eddie. Well, yeah, because Eddie and Wally are spying on him. And they decide that they're going to give him a hard time about it. They're going to mess with him a bit. And you um, know what they say? Give him the old business. Give him the business. Yeah, the Wally, old business. Wally Ugh. doesn't seem to want to, but Eddie talks him into it. Uh, man, Wally, you used to be... So good. So good. Uh, so, um, yeah. They but give he's him- also like not practiced at it. Like right. every time Haskell says a creep thing, all Wally can do is repeat the thing that Eddie says. I can't remember right offhand what he says, but he's like, uh, uh-huh. 
you know, he's going to be mad at you. Yeah, he's going to be mad at you. Like right, yeah. So, so Beaver gets up there and uh, they're immediately just, or rather Eddie is, is just like, oh man, we saw what happened. Like you kissed a married woman and you know, her husband's going to kill you. Yeah. You know, and probably did that same, like slitting the throat motion again. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. And because Wally kind of signs off on it, he co-signs the threat. Then, uh, then the beaver is just like, oh my God, this is for real. I'm going to get yeah. killed. And I, this leads us to a very interesting scene in the kitchen. Oh, yes. So <laughs> Ward out of nowhere, like I, I, he, in my mind, he works at like Dunder Mifflin paper <laughs> company. And all of a sudden he's a handyman electrician. Well, he just kind of knows how to DIY stuff. He's fixing the plug on a toaster. Yeah. Uh, and then we're getting Which is such an interesting like thing to do. And he's like, of course, immediately blames it on June because she unplugs it with the cord and not with the socket the plug. Yep. And uh, the beeve maintains his character, says Tricity. Yeah, I've decided to stop even paying attention to his little mispronunciations. Oh, uh, OK. Are you going to be upset if I point him out? No, please do. Okay. I'm just like okay. so over it. It's like, okay. it's not that cute. But uh, it's such a funny thing for Ward to be doing in the kitchen. Yeah. I don't know. But Ward is like being a good dude, even though Beaver comes in with a loaded gun of questions. Oh, for sure. And yeah. to go back to it's weird that he's doing it in the kitchen. I mean, I guess the toaster is an appliance, but we've seen their garage. Yeah. Why isn't he fixing it in the garage? It's like a whole... Anyway, <laughs> who knows? Who so, knows? Uh, yeah. So Beaver asks Ward if he's ever kissed a married woman before. Fidelity questions. I. Yeah. Uh, and oh, no, no. First, he goes, you're a married man, right? And he's like, no. uh, yeah, your mom. Hello. <laughs> and um, sorry, I'm just like kind of going through my notes here and he asks if he's kissed any other married woman. And because he says no, Beaver assumes it's because he's scared to do it, which is kind of weird. And it's like, oh, yeah. And it's so nonchalant too. like it's, all of this is. Yeah. He's like, have you ever kissed another married woman? And he's like, uh, uh I guess no. Yeah. Like not. Why are you asking? Right. Yeah. I don't know. So. Uh, oh, Ward yeah. And then the beef's like, it's because you're scared. And he's like. Yeah, I guess that's as good of way of any to well, sum it up. Yeah, I mean, that could be a reason he'd be scared of what would happen as a result, but certainly not the main reason. I don't know. Aye, aye, aye. I don't know. Maybe. It, I don't know. So then Ward tells him to go outside and play. Um, and he was like, Twice. I don't want. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to go outside and play because he's afraid that he's going to get murdered. And uh, he's like, just do it. So then June comes in. And he tells her what happened. And here's where I was like, this is not how the writing should have gone. The writing should have gone a little differently because he's like, Beaver just asked me if I ever kissed a married woman. And she's like, well, what did you say? And he's like, I said, no. What she should have said is, well, of course you have. And then like went up to him and been like, 
you kiss me all the time and then smooch and smooch, smooch or something like that. Um, but it's just kind of like a non moment. I wonder if it has to do with the wholesomeness of the show that in previous episodes, we were excited that they showed a toilet for the first time. I wonder if married couples had kissed on screen on television. Huh? I wonder if that was like a movie thing or a TV, like in the movies you can, cause there's a rating system. Right. That's a good question. I wonder if like on TV, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen June and Ward smooch before. Probably, I don't know right? if there's like just like a, a cheek kiss or like yeah. uh, she throws his arm, her arms around his neck, but I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. And I had the opposite feeling about the end of that scene. I was like, well, this is just sit comedy. June <laughs> sets him up and Ward knocks it down when she's like, Ward, why haven't you kissed any married woman? And she's like, or he's like, you know why, honey? I was scared. And she shoots him a look. It's like, you know, pins, 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 sweep, look. It's just (laughs) the timing, the lines, sick comedy. Or if he, if he would have said, well, of course I've kissed a married woman and then gone after her. Like, I I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like the way that it went down. Um, But now we're over at the Donaldson's house, which I believe at this point, it's still the same day, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. They look completely moved in. I was going to say, I have in my notes later in the day when, uh, spoiler, the beeve gets invited over to their house. And I was like, the Donaldsons are moving ninjas. Yeah. Not only are their clothes not dirty and they're (laughs) not sweaty, but their house is on point. Well, also, like... There are no boxes anywhere? Right. Also, like, uh, fast forward to, like, one scene. Mr. Donaldson is outside just, like, pruning the hedges. It's like, that's what you're doing the first day you move into a new house? Pruning the hedges? And he's, like, seems to be always pruning the hedges. I think we see him pruning the hedges, like, multiple times. Yeah. Um, Those hedges must have needed some serious pruning. So, I... Now we're in the Donaldson's house and Mrs. Donaldson tell, I don't remember their first names. I think Betty, Betty. And, uh, I'm, I'm wondering if the, the and Mr. Donaldson, no, I didn't. Um, so she tells him about Beaver and they're just like, Oh, Julia. It, was it Julia or Julie? It sounded like two different things points but julia is staying this weekend their niece yeah well we find out yeah it's their niece and it's like they should be we should have beaver over and they'll have so much fun together and uh, you know what a what a really nice neighborly thing to do yeah also they're they are just moving in and they're already having their like seven-year-old niece stay over yeah there's a lot of backstory to be filled in here. What's her situation? I want to they... know the Donaldson story. Yeah. Do they need to get her out of whatever situation she's in and quick? Yeah. <laughs> Poor Julia. Seriously. Uh, so now uh, we, we're outside and this is where Mr. Oh, Donaldson. Wait, I think uh, oh. that Mrs. Donaldson says like, I met the neighbor kid and his name's Beaver. And it's like classic sitcom again where then Mr. Donaldson says, 
Donaldson says like his name's Beaver and she's like, uh-huh, Beaver. And like that's like the classic, like the gentleman is confused and right. there's no explanation. And yeah. anyway, okay. So really? we're outside. Yes. Okay. I'm cool. <laughs> cool with yeah. that. Uh, yeah. So they're outside and this is where Mr. Donaldson is pruning the hedges and he's got these like huge pruning shears yeah. and he, uh, he calls Beaver over, but like all Beaver sees are like, it's kind of a funny shot of just like from like a low angle up at Mr. Donaldson with like these gigantic pruning like hedge clippers and Beaver runs away. Mrs. Donaldson comes outside and they just assume that Beaver is shy. Oh, I wrote it down. Oh, go on. Uh, I put, he's intimidated by the giant, uh, hedge clippers because he presents them in a menacing way and the beaver skedaddles uh-huh. and Betty comes out and says, Harry, did you talk to the little fella? Uh. And he says, I tried to, but he took off like a greyhound. Yeah. Which I thought was exciting because in the previous episode, they said something about Airedale. like a dog breed. Yeah. A, yeah. An Airedale with mange. Yeah. When such and such as Airedale had the mange. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, dog breeds. <laughs> he took off like a greyhound he took off like a greyhound um yeah so they assume that he's just shy yeah which is kind of weird she just met him and he wasn't all that shy yeah yeah so uh they so it's uh, his name is harry harry yeah so i guess it's harry's sister's kid mm-hmm. and uh is julia and they are excited for her to come and play with Beaver. And they think that the name intrigues her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now I almost want her name just to be Julie. So it can be Betty, Harry, Julie. Hmm. It's like all names that begin lat- or that end with E. But it doesn't matter. That was just a thought I had. Okay, so they're it back in the boys. It might be Julie. I, I couldn't tell. I yeah. couldn't either. Yeah. I also wasn't really paying attention just halfway. Oh, even all three um, times you watched it? Yeah, right. Um, so they're back in the boys' bedroom. Yes. And more they, spying is happening. And then also more jerkiness mm. from Eddie. He says in like a previous scene, like, you know, get off me, you shrimp. Or in this episode, he's like, you squirt. Yeah. And I'm like, stop calling him names. Yeah. Oh, I was so annoyed. So. Oh, what? Then he says, uh, in the episode or in the scene, the beef, uh, I'm not leaving this room for a hundred years. Uh-huh. And it made me think about the first episode when he was up in the tree yeah. and Ward was trying to get the beaver out of the tree. And he says, you know, when a boy puts his mind to something. Yeah. And I'm like, well, he probably really isn't going to come out of that room for a hundred years. Then. Nope. Yeah. Uh, so beaver tells Wally and Eddie that he, uh, that he came in after him with the hedge clippers. And that's when he says, I'm not leaving him for a hundred years. And Eddie is going to imply that Harry is completely serious. Uh, and then he says that a couple hundred guys get killed for this in California oh. alone. Location a clue. clue, location yeah. clue. Uh, very much the opposite of Binghamton, New York. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's like the way he said it is just like, this happens everywhere. A, 
couple hundred guys get killed for this in California alone. So then June walks in. Uh, Eddie, of course, is being a huge suck up. And then she tells Beaver to put on a suit. He's been invited over to the Donaldsons. Well, first she says. Oh, sorry. Eddie, you have to go home. Yeah. Because the beaver has to take a bath. He's been invited. Right. right, So he she's like, get out of here. Also, he says the same thing when he compliments her dress. When in the beginning of the episode, when they go down the stairs, he says like, gee, Mrs. Cleaver, that's a really nice dress. And then in the bedroom, he's like, gee, Mrs. Cleaver, that's a really pretty dress. Huh. It's always the dress. And her shade is just like on point, on point, on point. (laughs) I like love, she was so fierce in this episode, but yeah. um, June's awesome. She's the best. Yeah. Um, So, all right, we're back in the living room now. And June has added a cardigan sweater. Oh, well, it's later in the day. The sun is beginning to set. Yep. (laughs) All right, so they're in the living room and Ward and June are sitting um ward is like is he reading the paper yes oh this is what i have finally getting around to that paper yeah he says or i put in my notes uh i'm gonna assume it's evening and ward is still sitting reading the paper how long does it take this guy to read (laughs) well i mean it took him a long time to fix that toaster yeah, I guess (laughs) and uh and june is just like messing around with this little box and um, they are keeping uh, Julia as a surprise for Beaver. And he comes in wearing the tiniest little suit with the tiniest little bow tie. And it's uh, adorable. It is adorable. So uh, June gives him the box to bring over to the Donaldsons. It's a gift. And she says it's a yo-yo. And he's just like kind of a weird gift <laughs> for them. But OK, whatever. <laughs> and I. Uh, he leaves the house as if he is, it's like oh, wait. death row. Yeah, wait, before he leaves, though, uh, his mom's like, are you OK? And he's like, um, I don't feel very well. And she's like, you don't? Are you sick? And he's like, no, I'm not sick. My head hurts, though. And she goes, why does your head hurt? And he says, like, I must have fallen and hit my head at recess. Oh, yeah. And she's like. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. Yeah. And then the way that he like, He's like laughs oh, yeah. at himself Guess to it brush have it been off. Recess. Oh my God. It's the cutest. The way that he like tries to, right. you know, brush over it. And ha, ha, yeah. ha, 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 I messed up. Oh, so, it's adorable. So then he's like saying his tearful goodbyes and like, you know, shakes Ward's hand. And then oh. he's like, tell, tell Wally I say goodbye. And it's just oh, like, yeah. oh my God. Like, put yourself in the beaver's head. He thinks he is going to get murdered. He yep. thinks he is walking to get killed. Can the you imagine that? The sacrificial lamb. The sacrificial lamb. Ugh. Uh, no. So, so then June goes, I wonder why Mrs. Donaldson got the impression of a beaver being shy about girls. So I guess they thought that he was being shy about, just shy about girls. Uh, and Ward goes, I don't know. He doesn't know enough about life to be afraid of women. <laughs> and then, of <laughs> course, June gives him the like, oh, Ward, look. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then. So then. Oh, go, go on. 
we're the next scene is we're outside of the yeah. Donaldson's house. And my note is I hate this Haskell kid. <laughs> June told him to go home when the beaver was going to have to take a bath and he's still hanging around. Go home. I'm worried about the Haskell household. Oh, maybe he maybe his dad threatens to, to clock him. Well, maybe he does more than just threaten. Yeah, well, mm. that's true. There's a reason why they don't go home. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they they meet him outside, and they warn Beaver that Mr. Donaldson is out. So, mm. so let's just talk about what's happening right now. They, th- they think that, they, meaning all three of the kids, believe that the Beaver is going over to see Betty Donaldson. Like on a date. On a date. And they are going to warn him and give him the usual signal when they see that he's coming home so that he can get out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is happening? Imagine yeah. believe, imagine truly believing that this adult woman is having an affair with a seven-year-old neighbor boy. Absurd. And also, that she has a murderous husband. Yeah. Also, it's like, how old are these kids that they refer to everything as like the old business, the oh, old yeah. signal? Like, yeah, none of it's old. You're eight <laughs> and 15 or 13. Like, so uh, Beaver goes into their into the Donaldson's like immaculate everything put away house. Oh, he, wait, here's the best part. Oh. The beef rings the doorbell. And since the Haskell kid and Wally have been talking about guns and Wally says something to Haskell, like, are we still giving him the old business? And Haskell's like, no, this is real. Yeah. I got to get out of here and ditches Wally. So, yeah, that's kind of weird that he sticks around long enough to, like, try to help the beaver, but then bails. Yeah. Creep. Yeah. He's a weird dude. What a slime. So, uh, yeah, he goes into the house and she compliments him on being a big boy in his gray suit. And he gets really weird and there's cake there. And he's like eyeing up the situation and he's just like, hmm, a woman really nicely dressed. I'm wearing a suit. There's cake. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And he's like, is it somebody's birthday? And she's like, no. Yeah. There's just, just, just cake there, you know, oh, just for their I little also, romantic little date. I also want to point out that the old signal is like Wally's prepubescent yeah. howl, yeah. which everybody refers to as an owl. Yeah. I'm like, have these people ever even heard an owl? It sounds it's, nothing like an owl. It sounds like a kid. Oh, yeah. So Wally is going to signal, do the signal once every few minutes. Unless he's coming home, which seems totally backwards to me. Yes. Why make the signal? Only make the signal if he is coming home. Don't make the signal if he's not there. The only way that I could think in my head why you would do that was to like a comfortability. Like, don't worry, I'm still here. I've got your back. It's but it's so weird. But it is backwards. Yeah. So uh, in the Cleaver's kitchen... June and Ward are doing dishes, um, which, okay, uh, 
I would have liked to have seen a nice meal with the two of them, but that's fine. Uh, I guess we, we just skipped over that. And they notice the sound that Wally's making, and that's when they say, must be an owl. Yeah. Oh, also, it's like, if they're washing dishes, did the creep stay for dinner? I don't know what's going on, man. Uh, the timeline is a little is a little shaky. I mean, they could just be doing dishes. That's true. From yeah, breakfast. I don't know. <laughs> From breakfast, which happened 10 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, oh, just woke wait. up. <laughs> yeah. OK, so then with they're like, oh, it must be an owl. I'll go out and investigate. And Ward catches Wally right. in the front yard. Well, not keeping yet. In the window. Not oh. yet. First, things are getting even weirder at the Donaldson house. I. Uh, she asks him if he likes girls, which is like, oh, my God, things are getting pretty steamy. And he he's did. like, yeah, I like Angela Valentine. She has an extra toe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and which, not, not a toenail. No toenail. You but can there's tell that, you can definitely t- tell there's a toe there. And yeah. um, that's where I have my note that their house is super lived in for people who just moved in. And then we go back to Ward catching Wally spying and making all the weird noises. And Ward tells him to go into the house. Um, but then Mr. Donaldson gets back and he comes in with Julia and Beaver has split. Yep. Before he could see anything, he has already disappeared. And Julia goes... What happened? Did the boy with the funny name run away? So she also does the mispronouncing words thing or yeah. using the well, wrong word. Yeah, well, I was going to, we skipped over one earlier too. Like, I think Haskell had said like, Beave, you can't go over there. And he's like, I have to. She's specting me. Oh, yeah. Um, but she's got that too. Also, um, I love how. Do they all live in cookie cutter houses that are exactly the same? How does he know how quickly where the back door is? I was wondering that too, but you have to figure he has probably been in his old neighbor's house, which is the same house. Oh, that's house. true. Yeah. So I guess he knows the escape routes. Good point. Uh, plus it's like, you know, 1957, anywhere, USA, everyone's got their doors unlocked. Like Suburban. their window, you know, it's like you can figure your way out of a of a neighbor's house. So yeah. um, then the Donaldson- and of course, no screens, no screens on the windows. Oh, no, there are no bugs. Uh, then <laughs> the, the Donaldson's plus Julia go over to the Cleaver's house, to try to find him. And uh, and let me know if I'm skipping anything. But Ward goes upstairs and f- is asking Wally if he's seen Beaver. And he's like, nope, haven't seen him. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, so the the Donaldsons come over and uh, Harry Donaldson is like, um, is your kid upstairs? Like, where's your kid or something? And he's like, Wally's upstairs. Like, yeah. I handled it. The the creeper oh, yeah, peeper yeah. out the window. He's upstairs. I sent him to his room. And he's like, no, the other kid. Um, and he's like, I thought he was at your house. Yeah. Yeah. So then... Um, Ward is upstairs. Wally tells them, like, nope, Beaver's not here. And then Ward looks. Oh, wait. He says, uh, I haven't seen him all evening. I've been studying really hard. Oh, yeah. Or pr- pretty hard. And you're like, smooth, Wally. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, you haven't. Your dad just caught you, like, five Outside. minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 
yeah, Ward looks over at Beaver's bed and sees uh, his finest dress shoes peeking out from the bottom. And he's like, Wally, aren't these Beaver's nice shoes? And then he just like pulls Beaver out like he's a mechanic working under a car. Yes. (laughs) And uh, like Beaver doesn't tell Ward why he doesn't like Mr. Donaldson, but he says, like, I don't like him. And he and he grabs the bed with his arm like while er, Ward grabs him to to take him downstairs. And he's like, I can't go and like grabs the bedpost. Yeah, so Ward, this is why I feel like Ward was actually a good parent in this episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, he doesn't press the beaver to explain when he's like, I don't like Mr. Donaldson. Mm -hmm. Ward says, leave it to me. That's right. Leave it to Ward. Not leave it to Beaver. That's right. Uh, And then... Somehow, Julia's name turned to Julie, I think. Somebody calls her Julie. Um, And, yeah, so Ward tells Mr. Donaldson that Beaver isn't keen on him. Oh, yeah, he cuts right to the chase. He's like, he's like, he doesn't want to come over. He doesn't like you. Yeah. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like, you didn't even make up a thing. Like, he's just not feeling well. So, okay, the, sh- the show Leave It to Beaver is essentially about Beaver and his little adventures, which usually include him like coming up with crazy stories to get out of things and whatever. And, you know, bending the truth and finding loopholes and things. Yeah. When Lord is when Ward says, leave it to me, you think that he's going to maybe do something a little Beaver esque. But he's like, he's afraid right. of you. Like he doesn't do anything. He right, just, right. He just repeats the message. And uh they're and then all- he starts digging himself a hole with his explanations. He's like, oh, yeah, the beaver hides under his bed all the time. Hey, June, remember when that English bulldog moved in down, down to the street? Like, Did insinuating. They really? I, I think I missed that part. Oh, it's another dog reference. Of course I got it. Oh, my God. I- uh, and he's like insinuating Mr. Donaldson is a bulldog. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, well, boy. All the dog breed references. I like it. So I yeah. uh, they're they're then they're just like, well, all right, that stinks. And then they just like leave. And then Ward pats Julie's head in like this really weird way. I missed it. It's okay. kind of just like a pat, 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 like very stiff and awkward. Cartoon style. Yeah, it's just like pat, pat, pat as, as she like walks out the door. And then the next day. Which I'm assuming June has a new look. She does. Let's hear it. Um, so we see that's the next day. Exterior, the beeve is vigorously shaking hands with Mr. Donaldson. Oh, right. And then it's a quick cut to the Cleaver kitchen where June's second look is and boo, 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 boo. Repeat alert. Whoa. Season one, episode one, look two. It's a collared, belted, small checked dress um, with three uh, like pleat things down by the belt. You'll see Mm -hmm. pearls and 
in this look, the way that I like knew to go back and reference again, because I'm not cross referencing every single time. I'm just sort of reminded and they're in the kitchen. And I was like, huh, I bet that dress is like mint green or something. And then I went, oh my God, I've said that before. And I went back and I looked episode one, look two. Cool. Crazy. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Beaver and Harry are shaking hands, and Harry is, again, holding the gigantic hedge clippers. So, so that's many, all this guy does. So many hedges to clip. I mean, maybe he's a landscaper, and that's just his job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then Beaver walks in and just says that they're all good. Yeah, like, peace is restored. There's really nothing to it. That's it. It's like, but does he still think that Mrs. Donaldson was trying to, I don't know, it's not seduce clear. him? It's not clear. Yeah. I, in my notes, I have uh, the beaver comes in, peace is restored, his parents grill him, and the beaver says, Mr. Donaldson said I can kiss his wife anytime I want. Right. Yeah. And then leaves. Yeah, so... And Ward Ward is like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And June is like, Ward, leave it. Yeah. Leave it to Beaver. Leave it. <laughs> she says it to him like he's some sort of schnauzer. Oh. Leave it. <laughs> leave it. <laughs> yes. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I liked this episode. Yeah. I thought I thought that it was... I thought that it was fun. It was playful. It was weird. It was very yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, we meet I some think, interesting characters. We get outside a little bit. I think didn't last episode we come up with a rating system of swells. Yes. Uh, G gollies. G gollies. G gollies. Yeah. How many G gollies would you give this episode? I give this one four and a half out of five G gollies. Nice. How about you? I think I'm going to go with four. Okay. All right. Four G gollies. It's interesting. I thought that you were going to go way lower, but. Yeah. The thing is, is as much as Haskell got under my skin, there were a bunch of other elements that I really liked. You need an Eddie Haskell. Like you need. Do you? You need that type of character or else like every episode is just going to be, I don't know, flat and kind of the same. Like maybe they felt that this similarly to that we thought about the haircut where it was like this episode just feels weird. It needed something different. Like, yeah, I mean, there's just I, it must be the kids, though. For me, because the the show is such through the lens of the kids that when, you know, the beaver has a run in with Violet Rutherford, (laughs) she's still pretty pleasant to hang out with. And when they do all the cuts to the other kids, I'm like, even when those kids are playing a racially insensitive game, when they're like, yeah. Looking for the beef, I'm like, ah, shucks, those kids. And the the Eddie Haskell character in that episode is Fred and I don't mind it with Fred because adults have this other like layer but the fact that I feel like Haskell is like boring 
into not boring, like not yeah. exciting, but like boring yeah. the way that a mole would in your backyard in, I don't know. Like it just, it rubbed me just the wrong way. And I, ugh. yeah, I don't know. I thought that it was better. Well, I mean, I love that Fred Rutherford is a great character. I'm yeah. really excited to see what, what else happens with Fred Rutherford. But yeah. uh, Eddie Haskell, I think that it's just like because the kids are just so like good and naive that like, yeah, they're going to get into shenanigans. But like sometimes there has to be something to egg them on and to like right. put a wrinkle in things. Yeah. And I was also thinking about maybe it's just my relationship to the beaver that I I just adore him so much that Eddie Haskell is not Kimmy Gibbler. Right. I love the Kimmy Gibbler thing, but he's not that. And I thought maybe as the the years progress and the seasons go on, if there's a little tension between Haskell and Wally, like over a girl at school, I'm going to really like that dynamic. But the fact that he's just such a slime ball to the beaver. Uh, I'm sure that there's going to be something that comes up where that like is a rift between Eddie and Wally, but we'll just have to see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, something that I found interesting and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but on IMDb in the episode guide, there's, you know, different like a rating system. And I think that it's mostly user generated people write in their own reviews and comments and stuff. And the haircut had like an eight point one or something like that. And new neighbors had like a 7.7. What? I know. Unbelievable. I know. Why doesn't everybody else think like us? Yeah. Right. Maybe they will. New audiences, (laughs) new audiences. I, uh, I thought that this was a fun episode. There was no references to, to child beating. I ward is being a good dad. June is hilarious. She's on fire. She is on fire. Uh, Mrs. Donaldson, Betty Donaldson, she is just a delight. Uh, Even like Mr. Donaldson with his giant hedge clippers, like everything is wonderful. Yeah. I liked it. We got outside a little bit. Daytime, nighttime. Daytime, nighttime. We weren't just like stuck in the same like cramped spaces. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Beaver's hair has grown back, so that's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I think that now is a good time to remind everybody to go to louisetobeaver.com and check out previous episodes, rate and review us on iTunes, listen to our other podcast, I Have a Great Idea, But I'll Never Do It. If you have listened to this episode and decided maybe you're not into the recap Leave It to Beaver show, but maybe your mom or dad or aunt or uncle would be, teach them how to subscribe and listen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Louise, thank you for allowing me to go on this journey with you. Oh, pleasure. It's it's (laughs) swell. Swell. So now we'll leave you with this, a little fragment from the next episode. When you're young, brotherhood men sharing secret and wonderful adventures or enjoying the luxury of just going fishing. And then there were the times that you and your brother had slight difference of opinion. And that's our story next time on Louise It to Beaver. 